0: And welcome back. We're chatting with State Representative Lucy Dathan, who I've had the privilege of knowing for a few years now. And she uh, represents New Canaan and Darian. Uh Representative Dathan, am I missing any other community that you I represent?
1: Actually, Go ahead. I actually don't represent Darien. I represent Norwalk. And, what uh, happened to Darianne? I thought you were Darianne. Did they change your never district? Never been. No, oh, I've never okay. had Darianne. So okay. I represent part of Norwalk and part of New Canaan. New-
0: Okay, Norwich and New Canaan, great. Now yeah, I, I have one
1: forty-second.
0: The one forty-second, s- perfect. Now I have seen two zero three 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 nine four two two. Incidentally, if you'd like to call and be part of this conversation, I have seen your name on two bills that have piqued my interest this session. Your uh-huh. name, your name may be on many more, but there are two <laughs> in particular that I really wanted to talk about. One of them, Excellent. one of them is the banning of this particular pesticide that has been banned in most of Europe. Uh, because Mm -hmm. it has been recognized to be a pesticide that ultimately makes its way to the food chain and can cause cancer in humans, but also can devastate our animal life along the way. And it's been described as a rodenticide. It kills our mice. And what happens is the mice walk around with poison in them. And then an eagle will swoop down and eat the mice. And then we've killed, you know, a mouse and an eagle. So tell me a little bit, uh, Representative Dathan, about what it is we're banning and who would be banned from using it.
1: Um, well, thank you so much for the question and your interest on this subject. It is um, really important to me, um, especially thinking about our pollinators. Um, we're actually hearing today, um, I don't sit on the educational, um, or, sorry, uh, the Environment Committee, um, but this bill, uh, SB 963, which is the Act Concerning neonicotinoids for Non-Agricultural Use, Um, This is really important because these neonicnoids, or some people call them neonics um, for short, they're neurotoxic pesticides that um, kill just, you know, um, they're used really on turf grass, on golf courses, um, and even at EPA-approved levels, they can have uh, enough active ingredient to kill up to like a million bees, which is devastating for our pollinators. And when we see in, in our environment how um, the pollinators provide such uh, an important um, use in our, not just our food chain, but in everything in our environment, um, this, these are, you know, uh, really dangerous substances that we need to be thinking about so that we don't have a massive bee um, decrease, particularly for these pollinating um, insects. And so...
0: Representative Dathan, are you proposing that uh, we as individual consumers not be able to buy these neonics in our local Home Depot or wherever our nursery is? Or are you proposing that nobody be able to use them in Connecticut?
1: Well, we really shouldn't be using them in Connecticut anywhere because, as I said, even just a small use of them um, by, you know, individuals or towns or golf courses um, can provide um, such um you know, devastating effects to our um, our population. Um, particularly if you think about it, um, when you like, for example, if a, a farmer uses the seed that has um, a coating of uh, the neonicnoids, um only a small active chemical actually enters in the plant, um, but. 95% of this pesticide remain in the soil's contamination, and it goes into our waterways and acts, um, you know, in dust and, and things, which does cause, um, you know, harm to humans as well. So in um, looking at this legislation, we're looking at, you know, some of the wasteful uses of the neonics on residential and commercial landscapes. And Connecticut is not the only one to um, issue such um, you know, proposal, you mentioned it, it's very um, common in Europe. But we're seeing our neighbors in New Jersey and Maine um, have passed such bills. Um, And it looks like uh, New York is going to pass um, a bill, hopefully in this session, um, which will also include these coded C's that I talked about. So
0: is there any objection? In other words, who wants to use these? And for what purpose? What good do they do for people?
1: Well, there is um again they're not great for people, but um they're used commonly on golf courses, you know, towns use them really just to control um weeds or any sort of um other sort of uh pests that um you know are harmful for uh are not not to say harmful, but really cause, you know, our grass not to be maybe as green or have um uh, weeds perfect. that come up. You mean perfect, yeah, like a weed so, aside. So it's a
0: weed. So it's not anything that's intended to kill cockroaches or termites. This is no, 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 no. no. This is something no. to just make the grass pretty. And I really think everybody should just be happy if it's green and it doesn't matter what what it is. But that's my philosophy. Yeah. That's why my lawn is mostly <laughs> crabgrass, and I don't care. But now I read crabgrass is the new thing, so I'm good. But um, <laughs> you're good. so so neonics are used to control to make the perfect lawn. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, okay.
1: really. Well, yeah. Nobody
0: needs a perfect lawn. I'm so tired yeah. of people needing a perfect lawn. I think those people are OCD to begin with. Who needs a perfect <laughs> lawn? You move to Connecticut because of the beauty of our natural environment. Why do we need yeah. to kick it up and make a perfect lawn?
1: Exactly. I I fully agree with you. And it's not because my lawn is not as nice as, um, you know, some of the picturesque things that we've seen. It's really we need to make sure that we preserve our environment, particularly looking at these honeybees um, and um, other sort of pollinators that really are um, so important um, to our our state's ecosystem. We look at like our our pumpkins and apples and uh, blueberries and other sort of fruits. Um, that you know rely on the the activity of these bees and it could really have some negative consequences to our whole ecosystem. What are the chances
0: of it passing?
1: Well it's having a hearing this bill in particular is having a hearing today which I'm delighted to um, to hear that it is going forward that way and uh, I know that there has been some um, you know discussion from different folks in the um, Maybe people who provide um, uh, services to, um, you know, tree cares or lawn um, landscaping, um, you know, have some concerns that it could potentially hurt their business. But I actually think that there's some uh, opportunities for these folks I know um, in New Canaan um, where I live there is a um, someone I've talked to who does a lot of organic landscaping and really that's his business he works hard to make sure that um, folks have a beautiful um, environmental outside without using any of these dangerous harmful chemicals Um, and uh, so it's It's encouraging. So I do see uh, an opportunity um, for folks to be part of that. And I do think that there's going to be some um, there could be some backlash from other um, other organizations that maybe have, uh, uh, you know, service golf courses and things like that because it does make it, it could make it a little bit more challenging for them
0: we're chatting with state representative lucy dathan representing the 142nd in norwalk and new canaan and the name of the bill you said again is sb
1: 763 did i write that down right um it is actually nine six nine six three sb nine six three okay yeah sb nine six three which means it's a senate bill mm-hmm. um okay. and um it will uh have a hearing today a public hearing I don't know how many people have signed up for the hearing, but um, I did have a quick look at the the system and there were quite a number of folks um, in support of this bill. And there are a few um, people out there, you know, pest control and other um, organizations that did have some concerns. And I I do hope that we um, are able to really look at this um, and support this initiative, which if we do on a regional basis, like I've talked about with um, some of the other states that are supporting this, it really does give our, our bee population an opportunity to rebuild it itself over from some of the years that it's um, kind of um, been struggling with uh, these chemicals. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze,
0: We have a comment from a caller, Gloria from Westport. You're on the air with Representative Lucy Dathan. Go ahead.
1: Hi. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just had a little comment that might be of interest to the listeners. If people want to get rid of weeds in the garden, a natural way to do it, especially the big crab grasses, is I use a meat tenderizer, the one with the needle. Mm. Fill it with uh, pure, un- undiluted uh, vinegar, white vinegar, and just shoot it right in there. It kills the
0: roots. Oh, yeah. I've ah. actually done that on my gravel pathway. We, we do a little white vinegar with water, and we spray it on my gravel pathways to prevent some of the shoots from coming up in between. I have done that, and I'm told that that's perfectly okay. That's not hurting anybody except a little right. bit of weeds here and there, but I'm not putting <laughs> any real danger into the environment. Right. Thanks, Gloria. forgot about that. Good good, good suggestion. Representative Dathan, one more thing before we let you go. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your support of a policy that we understand from Speaker Matt Ritter has not been formulated into an actual bill yet. But this idea of expanding the eligibility requirements of our statutes to possibly enable DDS Uh, or maybe more funding sources for DSS for Mm -hmm. kids on the autistic spectrum who have virtually no services after the age of 21 unless they have a, a low IQ, an IQ of below 69. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, this is the bill that I am living, eating, and breathing um this um this session. It is our number one house priority bill, um, and Speaker Ritter um, has given me the honor of leading the initiative on the House Democrat side um One thing I'm super excited about this bill um, it helps so many people um, you know reduce the wait list that you talked about um the autism waiver. Um, and also the DDS um, waivers that we see in place for either housing or um, ad- day services, and really addressing that. It is um, the one really exciting part of this bill. It is a bipartisan, um initiative. And in today's you know political climate, having that sort of buy-in from both sides of the aisle, equally as excited about this um, and how we can help this community it has really been uh, invigorating for me, so I'm working with uh, Representative Jay Case um, from uh, sort of Litchfield county, and um, he and I are working really closely and trying to address not just the waiting list, but other sort of things in place that really um, inhibit people um, to get the services they need or make it hard for them to figure out housing and navigating the whole thing. You know, things around transportation. Um, You know, I I hear from folks in Fairfield County, um, where I live, that, you know, there is um, great bus services, but there's no bike bus coverings. So when you have somebody that is reliant because they don't drive, on uh, bus services either to get to their works to their programs or um, even to um, even to you know other medical appointments it's really important that we uh, encourage that there's you know housing issues that um, are, are top of the mind for folks you know getting in sort of uh, uh, congregate housing um, so that you know adults, um, people who are living with uh, IDD, or as I also like to say, neurodiversity, um, that they're able to get out and um, live, uh, you know, in a more independent fashion if their um, level of need uh, is uh, allows for that, with having support services, but also helps the parents of these adult children be able to live out their golden years and know that their loved ones are in um, a safe loving environment that is going to um, really uh, enable these uh, adult children and uh, people to um, thrive.
0: Well, Representative Dayton, I would say that, you know, like anything else, the devil is going to be in the details. And absolutely. just putting on my probate judge hat for a moment, um, mm-hmm. I, will, I will tell you that I can testify firsthand to the anguish of many families who find that there's no funding whatsoever for a child who has been in the system with tremendous needs, but may be tipped over the scale in terms of their IQ definition. And so, yeah, yeah. Very
1: good point. Yeah. I, I actually had someone reach out to me and their child is like hundred and forty two i q um but can't you know uh take care of their basic day to day needs, and the child's in the mid twenties and so not really eligible for anything well we and see more we more it. often
0: we see kids of seventy or seventy one represented yeah. Dathan, or seventy two yeah. or seventy three where the num the where the six on yeah well no with the where the where, no the i q is seventy or seventy one oh, okay. and so d d s has said we're out. Then they go on this DSS waiting list. They're out. And so what happens as a reality is a child who's been given significant services since birth through 21, now parents can't work. They can't leave mm-hmm. their house. These, these individuals cannot be left alone. They need 24-7 right. supervision. And so you have havoc. And you have tremendous anguish. And so I'm going to be looking at this bill very carefully to see to what extent it may affect my role or that I can give you some insight on the panel from the cases and the families that I have been, you know, that I have been in front of. So. Just so you know, that I'm going would to be, be
1: fantastic. Yes, so I'm really paying attention uh, to this. Yep. HB five zero zero one. Okay. Uh, we are looking at having a hearing uh, in the Human Services Committee in early March. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we are still, as I said, you said devils in the detail. We are still working. We have a, a good uh, team member across a variety of committees. Um, as I said, both Democrats and Republicans are coming together and pulling together ideas. We've been uh, working with the agencies and the advocates to also really um, make a a meaningful change. So I am super excited about this opportunity, and it's an issue very close to my heart, as I have one of my dear friend's uh, younger sister is um, in the IDD community, and, you know, really in her mid-20s, and it is uh our late 20s I should say and you know really kind of struggling to the family's yeah. trying to get through the system and Very hard. Um, I I hear from you you know folks like you and um looking forward to um keep working on this so um looking forward to hearing from you Lisa on some sort of ideas. Well, I'd be happy to. We'll go offline
0: and we can chat. I'm Yeah. And I actually, you know what, Representative Dathan, I think it would be, um, if you would mind offline making sure, I think we have your way to reach you. I think I do too. I may send you a particular case that was published in the Quinnipiac Law Journal, which will, I think, illustrate better than anything I could tell you. It's a particular mm-hmm. fact pattern. It's a story. The name has been re- redacted, you know, because it was a minor. But the facts are not uncommon. And if you read the case, yeah. I think you'll learn a lot. So I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you offline. That would be fantastic. I okay. appreciate that, we Will do. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you for your advocacy and representation, Representative Lucy Dathan
1: on the Lisa Wexler Show today. Thank you so much. And I would love to hear second. from folks. If you could share my um, email with folks, if people want to write to me with um, sort of questions or, um, you know, input on this bill, I'd love to hear it, um, even as we're in the, the bill formation stage. So what is the email? It's Lucy.Dathan at CGA.FM ct.gov.
0: Okay. And just remember the name Lucy Dathan. Put it in Wikipedia. I mean, put it on Google and her yep. uh, official email will come right up. Thank you so much. Excellent. Lucy. Thank All you right.
1: so much, Lucy. You have a good day.